Salutations, people. Paper shuffle. Paper shuffle. We got, uh, who is this? Maddie Juwan bringing this in. Their song called Escape. Some of that cool, sweet lo-fi style music. Well, salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning into this edition of Instagram Live for Factions of Freedom. It is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram Crew Day. Again, this is Maddie Juwan. Escape, bringing us in. Not Maddie Juwan, no, but just Maddie Juwan, bringing us in. Really, really smooth stuff. So, the world is becoming increasingly more crazy and chaotic. Not much more I can say outside of that. <clears throat> um, we are gonna be doing a two, a two hour episode two hour long episode we're going to be joined by you guys in the next hour we'll be talking about this EMP attack something that we found out about uh, going into the weekend as well as uh, the mob mentality that you see encompassing the nation the emasculation of the modern man modern day satanism things that are coming things that are escalating and more in this edition Salutations again, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into this edition. I am your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And it is, what, September 8th? Yeah, September 8th. Technically, Hillary Clinton should have been testified next, like, next day, tomorrow, uh, for what was in her emails. But apparently that got appealed, and that won't be happening. So I'm pretty upset about that. Uh, but let me go ahead and give you guys a few quick updates, and then start to lay out the framework for this episode. Let me get this burrito out of here. So, um, we launched our web app, freedomsfaction.disciplemedia.com. I'll be sure to put the link for that in the description bar below. I would hope that you guys join us. I have a lot of cool features and things that I want to update and up, just do over time. Um, but quickly first, if you guys join our exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction, you can help secure the development of the web app and actually get access to our content pre and post censorship. We have over what, like, like we have several years worth of content that continuously gets deleted. Uh, I think this is now like our third, our second, third or fourth time that YouTube's deleted us. And because of how things work, I make sure stuff's backed up. You guys may have heard me talk about that just the other week with a guest. When you sign up for exclusive membership, not only do you get access to, like I said, pre and post censorship content, uh, but you get so much more. Like I said, you help with the development of the web app. Uh, you can also get access to our Discord server where I'm gonna have a lot of other stuff going on there. Uh, there's nothing else to really say. So um, join our exclusive membership program. We are growing, join us. Join our exclusive membership program, join our web app, join our Discord, ser Discord server, join us. We have to begin to migrate off of social media. We have to begin to migrate off of these primary platforms. And I don't wanna say work on our backs and work up on our backups, but we have to figure out how to, how to not make defeat so easy. Uh, salutations, Abel. 
and salutations um, to everybody else that, that, that said that as well. Uh, the guest that I chose, or the, 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 the sponsor that I chose for this episode was clearly, again, my Patriot Supply. Um, I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, I'm going to be going over this EMP attack here shortly. <laughs> the DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, preparing for a potential EMP attack. We're seeing, we're seeing increasing levels of civil unrest, destabilization. Uh, on the podcast this week, I went over how because of these riots and because of the defund the police movement, uh, certain truckers, certain cargoes are not getting delivered. And if anything, like this is Venezuela or Mad Max or some type of scenario like that, some cargoes are literally being stolen. So when I'm talking about currency manipulation, you know, in inflation, uh, shortages, rationing, all this different type of stuff, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not taking the time to prepare, there's not much more else I can say for you. Um, I heard, I heard, I told you guys just last week that I'm trying to work on an international supplier uh, for, for, for storable goods, but for now, we just have our American My Patriot Supply organization that I would definitely recommend you guys work with. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Get prepared. I'm just going to, I'm just going to fly through a couple of these things that you should think about when going to the store or whenever you're fixing your diet or whenever you're just looking at what's happening uh, in the world, man, my God, you know, from power outages, like I said before, food shortages, rationing, race riots, unemployment, uh, currency manipulation, inflation, immigration, uh, supply line disruptions, people not working, food processing plants being shut down, evictions, as, as we said before, sorry, notification, as we said before, food banks being overrun, there are a dozen reasons to get yourself storable, storable goods. I kind of say this like as a, this is what I'm able to do to help. If you see all these things going on, you need to take the time to prepare. If not financially, if not emotionally, if not spiritually, if not like psychologically, you need to prepare. Um, I'll say this and I'll say the final update and go through these topics. I went to a training this weekend and um, let's just say that there are people out there prepared to handle some certain threats even though they shouldn't be. And there's going to be more trainings over... <laughs> over the next couple of months. And I say this because people are not wanting to see the increasing escalation that we're gradually talking about, right? People want to be able to get back to some semblance of normal. Uh, I mentioned it earlier with the riots and the destabilization, um, but because of these whole defund the police movements, you're gonna have privatized police forces. You're gonna have uh, secret police and all kinds of other stuff. I'm gonna to try to get into smart cities and ask them the question of when you've seen a city be built we're going to begin to see that again, that, that migration, that exodus. I covered it in the podcast episode. Um, the transient Americans, the American, the, 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 the Amer domestic American exodus that's taking place right now. Uh, the people that are leaving from California and New York are essentially migrants in their own country. So we'll be getting into a lot of that stuff. Um, final update, and then I'll go over this stuff with you guys. We reached 300,000 followers. What do you do? <laughs> we, 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 we reached 300,000 followers while censored uh, during a time of pandemic. And uh, I'm very proud of that. The last time that I made a marking of reaching like a 50,000, reaching the follower count, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away. Um, whenever I hit 250,000 followers, my grandfather passed away. And so now that we've hit 300,000 followers, I'm not quite sure how to, how to celebrate this.
if you want the truth, um, at 250,000 followers is whenever we found out that Taylor Cop of Social Emotions and the Atlantis Connection passed away. This was like right at the start of the pandemic. So we've reached 300,000 followers. A lot of good it does us. Support this organization. Join our exclusive membership program. Join our web app. Join our Discord. Help us get the message out. Help us diversify the information because not only do you deserve it, but everybody else does as well. There are a lot of people that benefit from the type of discussions that we have here, um, and I'm very grateful that I can help contribute to that. Final, final thing, and then I'll get into the topics. I, um, I had asked you guys recently, and I put over those questions today on the Instagram story, if you were having any prophetic dreams, if you were having any precognitive visions, if you were having any anything to where you were tapping into a different type of uh, energy. I say that because I, I, I had recently listened to this pastor talk about basically premonitions and visions and what he was having post-election around like December. People have been wanting me to talk about this great solar minimum and the grand solar flash or whatever event happens around like December 21st, I'm not sure. And so my thought process was to kind of circumvent that question by peering into the ether, asking what the audience thought and what are the things they were seeing. We got a multitude of answers uh, from, from, from tsunamis to general destabilization. Uh, one of the ones that stood out to me was somebody saying, peering out into the woods or pe peering out into the city while my children are trying to sleep, you know, hectic and frantic. And the reason I say this is because of what we talked about with you guys in the previous episode, our, or our previous Instagram live, our spiritual senses being overwritten by physical instincts. I think everybody understands that we're in a tumultuous time, man, stuff's crazy. And when I ask the questions of what kind of visions, what kind of dreams are you having? That's not political. You get me like that's spiritual, that's metaphysical, that's supernatural, that's paranormal. Donald Trump ain't in your dreams or, or better yet, I hope not. And so when I asked that question of what dreams are you having? What, with, with what you're seeing, with what you're perceiving, do you understand all these things that are going on? And we had a multitude of, a multitude of answers. But before I get into that, let me read you guys real quick this article that we put up before going into the weekend. We put this up September 4th, it comes from Zero Hedge. It says DHS braces for potential EMP attack as presidential election nears. This is the U.S. Department of Homeland Security released a new report warning about a, quote, potential electromagnetic pulse attack against the U.S. DHS's warning published Thursday, September 2nd, or about 60 days until the U.S. presidential election on November 3rd, indicates that there are, quote, evolving threats against the American homeland, most recently highlighting the efforts to combat an electromagnetic pulse attack, which could disrupt the electrical grid and potentially damage electronics. The department released an EMP status report via the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency that said that the, quote, key actions to address known EMP-related vulnerabilities to critical infrastructure. CISA said that an EMP attack could, quote, disrupt, degrade, and damage technology embedded in critical infrastructure systems. Now, before I continue on there, let me put a pause on that because somebody wants me to talk about the technocrats trying to figure out how to get all this stuff together. They want me to talk about the technocrats, social credit score, the smart cities. When was the last time you saw a city built? Three days of darkness is what these QAnon people say, right? 
we're already talking about rolling power outages out here in the Southwest due to the increased usage because of the lockdowns, right? Let me, let me, let me, let me see if I can explain this a little bit better. We are a interconnect, an interconnected society right now. Uh, one of the questions I'd asked over the story, our Instagram story, uh, is what's on the other side of COVID? Somebody said a new global consciousness. And my response to that was, well, COVID has already created a new form of consciousness, a new form of global consciousness. That's why you see what's happening in the UK, knowing that it's gonna happen here. That's why what we saw happen in China, we knew it was gonna happen here. We're already a part of some weird form of a global community. This is why you have different governments from the UK uh, to, to UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. Um, I forget who the, uh, who, who, who the former prime minister of the UK was, but numbers of noted officials calling for increased global governance because they want to create a global citizen. Um, in the future, more towards the end of the year, I'll talk more about Agenda 2030, sustainable development, moral development, and the educational development as well. This is why you see people like Bill Gates getting involved in the educational system. Very, very threatening to me because, we'll, we'll, unfortunately, we have to cover that then. When we're talking about an EMP attack, this type of stuff just doesn't happen. Nothing happens like this on a global scale without it being pre-orchestrated or, 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 or arranged, okay? So when we're talking about infiltration, be it from China, be it from Russia, be it from Iran, be it from Mexico, be it from any of these other countries, it's monitored, it's watched, it's organized. So let me get back into this, how they're bracing for a potential EMP attack. They're seeing the very same chatter. They're seeing the, the, they're seeing the talks on the, on, on the supposedly secure messenger platforms. They're seeing the chatter across uh, uh, other countries. It's a very, very sketchy thing. I think what I'm trying to reiterate to you guys is that they will intentionally knock things down so that they can come through with the solution to recreate the infrastructure and the systems. The very same way that they're saying already, COVID-19 is a good thing. Look at how it's teaching us the error of our ways. They will destroy cities only for them to erect new ones. Let me get back into this. It says widespread blackouts could be seen if an EMP was to damage the nation's electrical grid resulting in additional flare-ups of socioeconomic turmoil. Quote, EMP attacks are a part of the emerging threats against our nation and demand a response, said Senator uh, or senior officer performing the duties of Dep Deputy Secretary Ken Cuccellini. Quote, that is why DHS is taking these contingencies very seriously, working diligently to mitigate our risks and equipping our state and local partners with the resources they need to do the same. We've made significant progress and we look forward to work ahead, Cuccinelli said. Assistant Director Chris Krebs said that top priorities of the agency is to mitigate the threats associated with EMPs. Quote, over the past year, we have worked with interagency and industry partners to identify the footprint and effects of EMP threats across our national critical functions and are developing sustainable, efficient, and cost-effective approaches to improving the nation's resilience to EMPs. Now, again, I gotta pause this because what we're talking about to a degree is the Great Reset. The Great Reset, the socioeconomic reformation, three days of darkness, um, and so many other things. Like, I guess, I guess my, oh, wow, you, you already said it, uh, Yuao Victor, you already said it, bro. It's the Great Reset. 
I guess my mind starts thinking of them trying to, again, reset the system. And in order for them to do so, in order for them to assume control, they have to wipe out the pre-existing infrastructure that's already there um, from radio networks, ham radios, uh, to, to, again, private messaging systems. There's all kinds of different things that still like rely on, on, I guess, on our previous critical infrastructure that using an EMP blast would knock out. And so when we talk about, again, all of this stuff, it's like, it, I guess it, it, it's, it's crazy because I'm just gradually talking about how we have to expect some type of electromagnetic disturbance being exploded over our country and us just having to deal with it. <laughs> and, and, and for sure, that was one of the responses we got whenever I asked people what their visions were, that they had had visions of this specific thing. Now, before I, before I read this, continue reading on on this, I think an even more important thing to point out is burrito burp, sorry. Is we know that the technocrats are assuming control. We understand what's happening with the election. You got the left over here becoming more and more radicalized. You got the right over here becoming more and more radicalized. And you've got people like uh, Mark Zuckerberg saying that, look, the election is going to take a couple weeks for us to sort through. I'm sorry, we're not going to have it ready for you as soon as you want. And you know what that's going to do. That's only going to exacerbate the already pre-existing civil unrest and destabilization that we're underneath. But think about this. You're having the technocrats say that we'll tell you who you, who, who, who we chose for you to elect. But at the same time, you have government saying that there might be more things happening around the election that may either postpone it, disrupt it, or damage it entirely. Do you get what kind of picture I'm trying to paint for you here? That they don't want an election and they don't want people to have time to think about the election and the crippling governmental structure that we're under right now. No, 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 think it too much. What they want is what comes after. They want that great reset. Let me finish reading this. It says to combat these emerging threats, President Trump signed an executive order in March of 2019, delegating the power to the White House for EMP preparedness. Then it goes on to talk more and more about that. More, more and more about uh, the, the, the preparedness that they are taking. Now, what I want to do for you guys real quick is play for you guys this clip of Mark Zuckerberg telling us that Americans need to accept the election result and that the result could take weeks to confirm. And so again, what I'm trying to point out to you guys is you have to understand that when Twitter can censor your president, Pope Francis has a Twitter. When when they're saying they're not going to, whenever Facebook's not going to take certain political ads, when they're censoring competition, what you have to understand is this isn't a free and fair election. This isn't the normal system anymore. This is that new normal. This is the technocracy. This is a scientific dictatorship. This is the military industrial complex being taken over by the scientific dictatorship. This is our normal, our, our normal system of government becoming defunct or even being hijacked. So here, let me play for you guys this quick clip and then we'll continue on. Here is uh, Mark Zuckerberg talking to a Axios reporter about the election results. One of the things that I think we and, and um, other media need to start doing is preparing um, the American people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a, a, a 
bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in, in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of, um, of civil unrest in, in the period you know, between, uh, between voting and, and a result being called or, or, or after that. And I, I just think that we need to be doing everything that we can to uh, reduce the chances of violence or civil unrest in the, in the wake of this election. If that were to happen, would Facebook be blamed in part? Um, well, I, I can't speak to, to what other people would do, but I, I think we're, we're trying to make sure that we do our part to make sure that um, that none of this is, is organized on Facebook. And we want to make sure that none of that stuff is, is happening on, on our services. Um, but you know that the country is, is very charged right now. So I, I think regardless of what we do, there's some chance that this happens um, across the country. I, I just want to make sure that we do our part to not contribute to it. One yeah. of the things... You didn't. It's funny because he like radicalized people for years and it's like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't want them to like organize on my platform. What? Pe people are upset about the election results and what? No, we don't have anything to do with that. It's so funny hearing Mark Zuckerberg speak because like it's not him. It's the powers behind him. He is the um, he is the Bill Gates 2.0 that we're going to have to be dealing with for quite some time. But there you have it. The, the, the technocrats telling you that you're going to have to accept the election results despite however they come to consensus. So very, very interesting. Here's a couple of things I want to point out to you guys before I move on to my next topic. Not talking about the social credit score, but bringing up a very, very interesting point about when was the last time that you've seen a city built? <clears throat> this is a thought that just like always rings through my head. And I could probably do like a quick uh, search engine real quick and look up when was the last city built. But I want to kind of bring that context to people's minds. Like, when was the last time that you saw like an Arizona or I don't know, a New York or uh, a, a San Francisco or an Idaho? Like, when was the last time that you saw like a city being built or even a village, you get me? like? When was the last time that you, and I don't mean like a, a place being developed, like an already established city, you know, developing land and expanding deeper into certain areas. I mean, like, when was the last time you saw a whole separate city being built? When, where is new New York, if that makes sense? Where is new San Francisco? Where is, where is, uh, where is new Denver? Does that make sense? And the reason I bring this to your to your thought process is because just last week I talked about the American exodus. Thousands of people fleeing the city because they don't feel safe. And we've talked about this over here on the show quite some time. But this is just to paint that picture to you. I'm just going to read a couple of headlines to kind of make you think about what's happening right now. Okay, Americans, America's summer exodus. Thousands flee the cities every day because they don't feel safe. Quote, build it from scratch. 19 black families buy land to create a safe city for black people. Huh, how, how nice would that be? Where I can go someplace where I don't have to be heckled or where I don't feel in fear 
for walking down the street. Right here, California op California grid operators warn of rotating power outages and record heat wave. Portland mayor admits Antifa are terrorizing families with children, but refuses to call the feds. And there's been a new study that's come out saying that riots have hit 48 out of 50 of the largest U.S. cities. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, wildfires continue to burn in California. Over 2 million acres have been scorched. So when I asked the question of when was the last time you saw a, a, a new city being built? I haven't. I've seen us all kind of adopt these ideologies, adopt these different cultural whatever because of the cities that are here, right? Oh, I gotta go to, I have to go to Seattle because they're a liberal bastion, or I have to go to uh, California because they're more woke or more open. I need to stop this. But what I'm trying to say is, we're gonna start seeing smart cities being built. Whenever all this pandemic stuff started happening, right? We talked about it, it was over 1,440 different CEOs that left their posts. Places from like Victoria's Secrets, from, this is fucking with me. Places from like Victoria's Secret to, to, to Under Armour to uh, all over the place. Like there were just people from all different walks of life stepping down as CEOs from their posts to go in God knows where. Even Bill Gates stepped down from Microsoft. Very, very interesting. But why am I pointing out all these different random factoids? I'm grabbing at straws. Definitely grabbing at straws. Out there in Arizona, Bill Gates is creating his own smart city. I don't have the clip up here for you guys, but let me see if I can do a quick search engine for you to show you what I'm trying to talk about. You're gonna have all these people that are fleeing because of the chaos and the destabilization that we're seeing so that they can create a whole new society. I went over this, uh, in, I, went, I went over this a, a lot more in depth in the previous season where you had places like um, Toronto, um, California, and other parts of Florida where they were working on smart cities. It's a very, very interesting concept. But right here, uh, this comes from Futurism. I'm just gonna read their quick summary. It says, Bill Gates has started laying out his plans for creating a quote, smart city in Phoenix, Arizona, about 45 minutes west of downtown. Located in the far west valley, the piece of land is comprised of approximately 24,800 24, acres. He's devoting eight, $80 million to the project to purchase land and build his own smart city. So think about that. Bill Gates is creating his own smart city. And so you have nine, I, I, I went over it briefly when I was talking about the articles, these uh, 19 families that have purchased land and begun to do the same thing. But it's because people are leaving society Society is beginning to fracture and splinter on such a crazy, crazy level. You people, man, I'm telling you, people don't want this defund the police nonsense. Black Lives Matter doesn't represent all these people, bro. What we're, what we're beginning to see, and I, I'll allude to this in the, next, in, in, in the next podcast episode, what we're beginning to see is the introduction of Zebellion. And for new listeners, uh, a couple months ago, I did a quick minicast video, a 22-minute video. You can find it on our on our feed going over Zebellion where the Pentagon released documents where they war-gamed Generation Z being a recognizable force against the American government to where they had to be dealt with. This is what we're talking about, where people are splintering from society 
because they don't want to deal with all the laws. They don't want to deal with all the nonsense, the socioeconomic, nah, nah, blah, blah, blah. They don't want to deal with that. They just want to be left alone. So it's a very, very interesting concept asking, or a very, very interesting question asking, when was the last time you've seen a city built? Just think about this because people are leaving. You got people asking me, hey, where should I move to? Hey, where is a strategic place to relocate? Hey, where, hey, where can I do this? Hey, where can I do that? The problem is, is that that noose that's tightening is it's everywhere. And in order for us to get out of it, we've got to create new. We've got to create uh, a safe city for black people, man. We've got to create these smart cities. We have to have new plots of land where we basically start over because this is, un this is, this is unacceptable. Uh, you live in these cities and that's how you're gonna get your rights taken. That's just it. So I'm sure we'll cover more on that as things develop with Agenda 21, with Agenda 2030 and so much more. Um, you've got BLM, not Black Lives Matter, but the, 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 the Bureau of Land Management, I'm sure gonna get involved with a lot of this stuff. So it's gonna be very, very interesting uh, seeing all that develop. So here, to begin to switch things up, because I want to talk basically about biblical and spiritual topics with you guys, Russ Dizdar's The Black Awakening, Rise of the Satanic Super Soldier, Mob Mentality and, and Demonic Possession and things of like this, The Emasculation of the Modern Man. Before I get into that, let me briefly bring to your attention the Land of Nod. John Morris says, to get out of it, you have to stand against it. There is no relocation. It's everywhere. He's precisely correct. He is precisely correct, you know. What, um, and sometimes, sometimes I hate how I wishy-washy like the show is because once that one week I'll say something, then I'll go out, I'll go out and go do something, I'll come back the next week and I'll, my whole thought process will be changed. But he's right. I think a lot of people do want to relocate because they do see it, the creeping and the tightening of it take place. And because we are that generation that's aware of the tightening, we can either relocate or we can stand firm against it. And because, you know, we, we, we've, we've kind of had this mindset of turn the other cheek or, oh, well, I'll go do a different thing or, oh, well, I'll go find a different alternative. We're not necessarily sure how to stand for anything. Um, it's, it's, it's just the sad truth. I can't, I can't go to California and go be me because they'll say, well, you need, you need to go hate white people, Black Lives Matter, blah, blah, blah. I can't go to New York and try to run away from the nonsense because, oh, well, what gang are you with? And I, I know this is just generalizations, but you've got to understand the, 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 the very sophisticated nature of what's going on, that, that, um, that, that being on the fence is not going to be much of an option very longer. And that's what I worry about. Gianco Franco Dalbo says, is China getting flooded and the U.S. is going, going to have a food shortage is correct. But uh, enough with the comment reading. What I want to go into reading with you guys about switching up from smart cities, the, the destruction of cities, the creation of cities, smart cities, black cities, and more. It's kind of, kind of, I don't know, biblical, I don't want to call it biblical eschatology, but it's just studying scripture. You know, everybody's familiar with the story of Cain and Abel, where where you get uh, the archetypal saying, "Am I my brother's keeper?" Right? 
What's crazy is there is no actual land of Nod. Whenever Cain kills his brother Abel, and then God asks him, hey, Cain, where is your brother? And, and, and Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? They, they, they kind of move on from that point. They don't necessarily talk about what Cain does per, post-killing his brother, but they leave it there. Well, Cain goes to the land of Nod. And when Cain goes to the land of Nod, it's not an actual designated place. It's, 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 it's more or less like an allegory or like a metaphor, right? Like saying Cain went to hell. Like Cain received the mark. He received the mark. That way people knew not to work with him. There were certain things that gave off that, hey, this guy killed his brother. You don't want to do business with him. He's a very, very shady man. If you actually look at like the Hebrew understanding of the word Cain, like his name means creator. So God literally gave Cain like the ability to create and he destroyed with it. And so when you begin to study that whole scripture right there, when Cain gets sent off to the land of Nod, he's essentially sent off cursed, removed from God's blessing. Like he's, he's, he's basically shunned God. And you really have to think about what that looks like when he says, oh, and it's, and it's more or less like the attitude of knowing you've done wrong knowing you have to fess up knowing god's going to call you out and saying i don't care am, am i my brother's keeper i don't care and so you got to think consciously not seeking redemption not feeling bad but saying yeah i'll kill my brother i don't care what kind of mindset is that so when god marks cain he says you need to watch out for this type of person cain, he sends god he sent cain's off to the land of nod but what what did cain do when he was in the land of nod he built a city he built a city as well. I'm just going to read this real quick. This, this is just Wikipedia. I know we can't trust it, but it's just a generalization. It says that the land of Nod is a place mentioned in the book of Genesis of the Hebrew Bible, located, quote, on the east of Eden, where Cain was exiled by God after Cain had murdered his brother Abel. Here is the quick uh, quote scripture. It says Genesis 4:17. It relates to that after arriving in the land of Nod, Cain's wife bore him a son, Enoch, and whose name he built the first city. So Cain built a city to himself, not to God, to Enoch, his own thing. So after throwing away his, his legacy, realizing he's cursed, being exiled, he does an even, I don't want to say like an even more blasphemous thing, but he takes himself even farther, saying, you know what, God, I'll do this without you. I don't care about you, God. There is no God. I, I, don't, I don't want to have accountability. I'll go do this on my own. And so he does. And what's crazy is when you actually study the scriptures in the text, it talks about how one day Cain is killed by a boulder while trying to build. It just like falls on him. And then so as this fall, as this boulder falls on, on, on Cain, so does his city because he didn't build it exalted God. He didn't build it with spirituality in mind. He built it for the purpose of look at how great I am. Look at how great I can be without God's influence. And I don't think anybody would mistake the fact that you're able to build something and that that's a fine talent that you have, but it's for what purpose, you see? Did you build it in spite of God? Did you, give, did you build it in glory of God? Or did you build it just cause? Something to think about when we're talking about when was the last time you've seen the city built? When Cain was exiled to the land of God, to the land of Nod, he went and built his own city. It didn't turn out too well for him. Did not turn out too well for him. But now I'd like to bring to your attention, my friends and family, the the 
the idea of the Black Awakening. Now that I've kind of peered open your mind a little bit um, about religions and spirituality and God and our ability to 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 interface with this reality and so much more, I want to bring to your attention Russ Dizar's The Black Awakening, The Rise of the Satanic Super Soldier and the Coming Chaos. Now, this is a book that's been written back in 2009. I graduated a year later. And let me tell you, I was not in a mindset where I was seeking truth. I may have understood that there was this thing called the Illuminati. I may have even looked into things like the paranormal and the supernatural, but I was not looking for the truth. This book was written in 2009. Fast forward to where we are at now. What is this, 2020? Was that like 11 years later? I'm just gonna read you this quick synopsis that you can find on his website, theblackawakening.com. It says that the Black Awakening, the rise of the satanic, satanic super soldiers and the coming chaos is a very unique book. It is a combination of 26 years plus of investigative research, engaging demons, satanic powers, satanic chosen ones, super soldiers, biblical studies, and the insight of biblical prophecy that has never been spoken of or written about in a long time. Much of the anti, wow, that's crazy. He's like much of the Antifa Marxism, I, this, uh, much of the Antifa Marxism and modern day Satanism are sitting on the foundation of a darker, bloodier base that the shadow system described in the scriptures as the fourth kingdom, the beast system, and or the mystery of iniquity the global collective of non-human demon fallen angels and humans who choose. The book, it, it says that this book includes an overview of the rise of the dark deception, 2 Thessalonians, the rise of satanic ritual abuse globally, the process of creating sub-personalities, um, pro program shooters, MKUltra, monarch mind control, the master race agenda from the Nazis, the infiltration of the church and society, dark satanic rituals in high places, the rise of the Antichrist and his troops, the weaponization of dark of demonic powers for global chaos and anarchy, the real reason for Armageddon, R1919, and the coming fulfillment of biblical prophecy and so much more. And so I just find it so, so like fascinating that he even throws like Antifa in here and Marxism because this is something that, wow, that I've had to learn about. And so when I talk about Russ Dizdar's The Black Awakening, that's where we're at right now. When, 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 when we're just casually talking about Satanism, when we're casually talking about degeneration, when we're casually talking about anxiety, depression, the suicide spirit, nihilism, uh, uh, immorality, right? Moral atheism, all this other crazy stuff, dude. This is it. This is it because we're, we're, we're not in a time that's normal. They're flat out telling you, hey, this is the new normal. This is the new normal. You need to get ready for crazy stuff because it's just getting started. I don't, have a, I don't have any of the videos from any of the crazy stuff that went on last week. But here, let me just play you guys a quick video of uh, protesters saying death to America, shouting it, death to America. Oh, I gotta turn the sound off. So, 
So that, 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 that's just simple, okay? That's just, that's, that's, that's my new, those are useful idiots, okay? Those are people who don't know how to think for themselves that are out there already causing chaos. That's, that's, that's small. I don't hear, let me, let me take a step back. Let me figure out if I can try to explain this to people, right? There, I could pull up, I could type in right now, Black Lives Matter or BLM, and I would have all kinds of crazy violent shit going on. And it's okay because, well, let's hate white people. But what happens whenever we start hating white people, we hate black people, we hate yellow people? Where does it stop, okay? You gotta understand, what we're, we're, where we're at right now, people are not well. I was supposed to figure out how to answer one of the DMs I got. Somebody asked me, this kid, he's in high school, talking about mental health epidemics, saying that he's seen his classmates just fall off mentally and emotionally and spiritually. I'm freaking out because they're being forced to sit inside this goddamn room and, 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 and digest this information that's destroying them emotionally. The mental health epidemic is, is, is spiraling out of control right now, but this plays a part in it. When you are working with the lowest vibrational emotions, hate, anger, depression, anxiety, sadness, this is the black awakening. My God, I shouldn't sit up over here and try to talk about what restoration of society, not true virtue signaling, any of this nonsense, taking the step to try to like learn discipline, figuring figuring out what's happening on in the real world. Like, let, let, let me get angry. When I talked last year about this suicide spirit, what is telling people to kill themselves? We've seen it towards the start of this, uh, towards the start of the, the pandemic. A year's worth of suicides uh, in, the, in, in four weeks. What is that? People killing themselves left and right. My God, just the other day, I didn't, I didn't find the video. I didn't go look for it. But there was a man that killed himself on TikTok. I guess he lost his job. His girlfriend killed, or his, his girlfriend broke up with him. The man shoots himself on TikTok, recording himself. And apparently, people are saying that you can see his face just, just, just shatter on the screen. This is a part of the new normalization, the desensitization that's going on right now. The hypersexualization of kids, where, where, where you have pedophiles going to have access to your kids, where you have them doing twerking and all this other stuff. This is not normal. This is the black awakening. This is whenever you have, this is when you have churches saying that abortion is God, godly. This is what happens whenever you have churches saying, take the mark of the beast. Like you get me? This is the black awakening. This is the this is the inversion, the satanic inversion of society, where we're throwing out morals, where we're throwing out uh, uh, righteousness, where we're throwing out decency, dignity, any of the things that would uphold society. Nah, see, get rid of that. See, they don't, they don't want you to have morals. They don't want you to stand for anything, so you can fall for everything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not explaining this the right way. I'm still not explaining the severity. Let me talk about this. When I, when, when I say the modern day Satanism mutation, it's a very real thing. I shouldn't talk about, oh, uh, they're tearing down 10 commandments. They're creating uh, uh, giant Ouija boards. They're holding week, now weekly seances. You have different sects of witchcraft uh, uh, discipline competing on how many people they can hex. Like, it, 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 it is crazy. It is crazy, the, the, the spiritual aspect to this. Here, here's another thing. Let me, let, me, let me explain it to you this way. I got a friend of mine here, and I'm, I'm totally on a, on a whole nother rant now. I got a friend of mine here, sweetheart. She's a sweet girl, bro. She, she's a sweet girl. 
um, you know, I'll put it to you this way. She's such a sweetheart. She's helping me get my credit score up so we can go be neighbors. That's how much of a sweetheart she is. She's so much of a sweetheart that she's taken in her sister, who is essentially part of the now radicalized LGBTQ agenda and is taping her breasts, uh, doing hormone blockers. She no longer wants to be called her original birth name. Uh, for a while there, she would prefer to be called it or they. Now she has chosen the name Nico. Uh, we are no longer to, able to call her her old name. If we do so, we are now dead naming. I made a joke that in California, we would be arrested for doing so. This is, this is where we're at, okay? And so the sweetheart who's trying to help me with my credit score, she's literally caught off guard by having to take the time to learn all of this psychobabble nonsense because this is her sister. She wants to be understanding. She wants to be tolerant, right? I talked to her. You know, I said, sweetheart, because I don't want to name her name. I said, sweetheart, because I know I, I already unfortunately know people that have gone down this path. I said, hey, sweetheart. Is she is she going to protests like this sexual exploration thing that she's doing? Um, is she going to protests? She's like, yeah, she's going to protests. How'd you know? So because it's a very, very slippery slope. If she's already exploring her sexuality and forcing you guys while living with you and not paying a goddamn dime, forcing you to to, to jump to her nonsense. It's a very, very tricky slope. This this deceptive mindset. So I say, so she's going to protests, she's learning that language, she's forcing you guys to abide by her rules, but she's not paying you a single dollar in rent? Okay, tell me more. So she's going to protests. What type of protests? Oh, well, now she's getting combative at the dinner table. Oh, well, now she's trying to tell you and, and your significant other how to live your lives while you want a family. This person who has consciously chosen to take hormone blockers is beginning to judge you and tell you that you don't know how to live while not paying you a single dime. This is a very, very interesting psychology. This is a very, very interesting psychology. Is it not? That they would purposely manipulate your goodwill. And so I, after having a conversation of, is she going to protests? What else is she doing? I had to tell her, I had, I had to say, sweetheart, you know, if she does anything spiritual from this point on, if she starts, oh, say, I don't know, uh, bastardizing churches, uh, coming at you for going to church, if he, or if she, uh, if she begins to do seances in her room, if you begin to see her just purchasing like a lot of strange stuff, you know where this is going. Because they say politics is down one from culture. To a degree, I'm sure she's already practicing these things. Do you get what I'm saying? So when I talk about the mutation that Satanism has undergone, I don't think people can comprehend it. And that's because it's not what we think of. It's not just the devil with a pitchfork and like horns and a tail. <laughs> it's not just that. It's much more sophisticated. When I told you just last year or the year before, I'm not quite sure, that when evil, when evil evolves, righteousness must rise to meet it. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So here, let me continue on more with these topics of mob mentality, of demonic possession. Y'all ever been to a protest? Y'all ever been to a protest? I've been to enough protests to know that I don't need to go to protests. I've been to protests knowing that, listen, you go there, you do your dirt and you leave. 
because about seven o'clock, eight o'clock, shucks, maybe nine o'clock, that's when the drunks come out, shit gets crazy. That's when the drunks come out, that's when the junkies come out, that's when the sketchy undesirables of society come out and the potentiality for the protests get hijacked. Y'all ever go to a protest? Longtime listeners have heard me talk about how when I went to this most recent protest, literally last year, that I saw somebody say, hex a fascist, hex your local fascist. And now I'm called a white supremacist, hex a fascist. Y'all ever been to protests? Let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's literally talk about mob mentality. Miguel's saying it already, spiritual warfare. There is something that when you go to some of these protests, it is a literal spirit. You will see people just get taken over. And it's quite terrifying, I won't lie. It is like legit terrifying because you're not, like you guys know me, I'll, I'll, I, I might get excited, I might get, you know, all over the place, but I'll try to bring it back down and talk to people. I don't want to live up here because you can't say anything, you can't communicate. I want to be able to effectively exchange information and have like an organized discussion. When you go to these protests, that's not them at all. And when they devolve into riots, they're even worse. So let's really talk about mob mentality. I mentioned it earlier, uh, the mindset of people and how we're not well, the nihilism, the apathy, the depression, the anxiety, the crippling other issues that are taking place because of because of COVID, right? Other issues that aren't being dealt with. We're not well. There's nothing else to say. And then when you add on top of that that we are a primarily now anti-God society, that you have people that love to say there is no God, your God is dead, Jesus Christ, and all this other evil stuff, you've got to you you have really got to start thinking about this, guys. This the sick mentality of people that it has become woke to hate God that we've gotten so woke that it is now, that we are like anti-God. That is the craziest thing to me. But this is again, more of that mob mentality where you just get whipped up into a frenzy to where you don't, to where you don't think. I remember, you know, I have, um, going into my like childhood, I remember like talking to like old homies, like old homies that were old homies that had killed people, I'll just shoot you straight. You know, and they're telling me like, even when I'm younger, like you need to stay away from that life. Because even when you're hanging around people, when you're in the car, when you got your guns, when you're being crazy, when you're doing this hoodlum style stuff, you might feel good when you're with the crew. But a lot of people don't think about when they go home and they piss themselves, real talk. Because, the, because they're coming down from that adrenaline, their hands are still shaking and freaking out because yeah, you did that, yeah, you killed that man and you gotta go back and go do some other stuff tomorrow. People don't think about that, about that mob mentality, about what you and your homies will do. That's a lot of what this BLM stuff is. These people have been protesting for over a hundred days straight and it's only gonna escalate. It's only gonna intensify. They got the, like degenerate gamblers, they gotta keep doubling down. Their serotonin, uh, th their serotonin has been depleted. They have to do violent and extreme things to get that to, to feel alive. You get me? Does this make sense to you guys? I hope this makes sense to you because this is the mob mentality. That's why it's not for it's not for George Floyd. It's not for real Black Lives. You can't be for any of that stuff. It's because it's for destruction. It's the spirit of chaos. You get me? This isn't a revolution, it's foolishness. 
This is fanatical and blinding rage. Like, speaking of foolishness, let me briefly read you guys the COVID-1984 inverted logic that I'm trying to exemplify by explaining all this stuff right here. Lockdown supporters are using psychology pseudoscience to label anti-maskers as irrational and stupid sociopaths. So, so this is called Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> that is called Stockholm Syndrome when you have literally been beaten into such submission that you now think everybody else is crazy for wanting freedom. This is what I've talked about through the entirety of this lockdown process, that Hillary Clinton, Joy Behar, calls these anti-lockdown protesters domestic terrorists. This is that mob mentality. This is what happens when we've been so polarized, so traumatized and so radicalized that we can't see straight. That, that, that to be quite honest, we're losing our minds. And so when I say demonic possession or fanatical and blinding rage, how far off are they from one another? You can't really have conversations with people these days because they're quick to their emotions, they're quick to irrationality, they're quick to foolishness. It's very, very dangerous. So I think I think with this week's podcast episode, I'll figure out a better way to explain the black awakening of Russ Dizdar and why that's so important and why again, like, I don't think, like I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing some of the footage, I'm seeing some of the footage that are coming out from these protests and I just get this thought in my mind because these are Nazi style tactics. Like, you know, you, you, you know, like during World War II, like they hooked the Nazis up with drugs. That's how they were able to be fighter pilots and all this other stuff and pull crazy hours is they had invented uh, new drugs. I think it's called Cat Dawn or something like that. Now the now ISIS and Al Qaeda, they also have access to these very same type of drugs. So it's very, very interesting. Uh, but my point behind saying that is drugs will make you do some crazy shit, dude. Prior to all of this, we feel, uh, we were we were being flooded with fentanyl. And now because of that, there is no fentanyl like uh, Othaniel Praise says, meth, withdrawal, no Starbucks, right? Various other things that could cause people to become irrational. What I'm trying to say is a lot of these protests I think are fueled by drugs because you're not gonna go out there and go mess up somebody's dinner. You're not gonna go out there, go kick over people's stuff. You're not gonna go out there and mess up a Zen zone, sober-minded. I mean, you might, you might have that very little respect for everything and everyone else, but no one in their right mind would basically do these type of things. And so when I'm talking about drugs, when I'm talking about the mob mentality, fanatical and blinding rage, I'm, I'm basically talking about ingredients that would make people lose their mind. Not having a job, not having a purpose, not wanting a family, consuming, uh, intoxic consuming intoxicants, uh, degenerative behavior, right? Delusional thinking. Everything that I've like literally just sat here and casually talked to you about is what people are, are, are openly embracing and then at the same time projecting on the others because they don't want to embrace that same blinding and fanatical rage. Remember we talked about this post-COVID that people want to be validated in their delusional hysteria? That's exactly where we're at now except it's gotten worse. They don't even want to be validated in their, in their hysteria. They just want to be goddamn crazy. So what happens whenever you have a whole bunch of foolish people out there that think that they're allowed to be crazy and not be reined in? 
Again, this is the Black Awakening. This is the rise of the Satanic Super Soldier. If I would, oh my gosh, if I would just talk to you guys about some of the stranger things that I am seeing in like, I guess like the spiritual community, you would be like, what the hell is going on? Like, it, it, it's when I talk about dueling factions and dueling sects of witches, warlocks, and pagans, all trying to figure out how to hex people and turning it like into a social challenge, like it's a very real thing. What, what, I've got to figure out a way to like explain this a lot deeper. I've got to figure out a way to explain this a lot deeper from from the satanic temple trying to 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 give people a scholarship from saying like, that's not it that's not it i don't think right now i have the, the 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 proper i don't think i have the proper words to explain the infiltration that's going on right now i really don't and the inversion of logic that's going on right now i really don't I'm trying to convey how people have chosen the darkness for so long that they believe that the dark is the only way to, is to lead, the only way towards the light. I'm trying to convey to people that be, because of this weak, cuck, pacified, lazy, and stupid mindset, you have people embracing cowardice. The timer popped down. It's probably a good thing. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to try to start this off on a good note, talking about the emasculation of the modern man um, and why it's important that we just learn to grip balls, bro. I had a dream today, this morning. Maybe I watched too much anime. I had a dream that I was like one of those PE coaches in like a classic anime boarding school and I was just like always upset because the kids were fighting in school and they were they weren't attending class and like they weren't hearing me and they were ignoring each other and it was crazy because I was just trying to explain to them how they had to confront a lot of these issues and just trying to fix like societal problems maybe I'll get into that and more on the other side it's just very very interesting because the audience that I was talking to was effeminate men bitches I'll just call it what it is bitches actual ladies and then real men i was having to figure out how to talk about courage strength masculinity to a majority female society it was a very very interesting dream uh, but if we have time we'll get into that on the other side we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be getting into this and more on the other side the emasculation of the mat of the modern male satanism and all this other strange stuff and more joined by you guys going over questions and things like this on the other side Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. Is 
a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. bomb is ticking with every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real Forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to, Safe at last, we've found our way home.
Salutations, my friends. Give me one second. This is uh, You So Lost by Easy Land, bringing us in, produced by Dropped Out. More of those cool, low key, low five vibes. I had somebody message me. They took the time to message me after the show and said, uh, You're a fat lying bastard, basically. And like, you're a fat, you're a liar and you're fat and you're spreading lies across the word, the world. I appreciate that they at least waited till after the show to send that to me. Lord knows I wouldn't have found the time in between the show. Uh, and with that being said, thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning into this edition of the uh, Factions of Freedom. This second edition of the Instagram Crew Day, Laji Tuesday. Uh, before, taking a break we were basically getting into the rise of satanism the modern day mutation that it's undergoing uh, and so much more i wanted to get into the emasculation of the modern man uh, how things are escalating the common destruction and so much more in this edition i want to kind of pick up on that thought thread i had uh, going over satanism and luciferianism because over the weekend i had a fantastic discussion with some gentlemen about you know about that dude about satanism about luciferianism biblical prophecy studying the scripture um looking at things like the book of enoch azazel semyazel and all the other things like that uh, but before i do before i get into the flow of things i want to tell you guys to support this operation by becoming a patreon exclusive member patreon.com forward slash freedom faction by doing so you can help us develop our web app you can help make sure that we have information outside of censorship uh and what i mean by that is we have been censored several times now deleted off of youtube content being deleted left and right uh, and when you join exclusive membership not only do you get access to that content but you also help ensure that we're going to save it so there's a lot of different things that we have uh, when you join exclusive members like i said you get access to the discord the exclusive members chat uh, you also join us because we're going to have a weekly a, 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 a meeting this week. We have one every other week with our exclusive members where we go over things, um, things that are going on in their area, uh, individual problems they may be working with. It's a very, very, it's, it's turn. I don't want to say it's like turning into like a support group or anything like that, but, uh, it's a very, very interesting development and an interesting feature to what we have created. So if you guys are curious about that, you want to join, you want to support, you want to help, you can do so by joining patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Um, like I said, we have launched our web app, freedomsfaction.disciplemedia.com. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you can join us. 
there are only a hundred slots there um, and if we have a decent amount of traction we'll keep it there this is all kind of really dependent upon you we are clearly over here on our podcast page factions of freedom because we were unable to go live on our primary page and this is why we've launched our web app and our discord server if anything we should be simulcasting on our discord server because there are voice channels um, and I'm always trying to figure out how to diversify the message because you guys deserve it. So yeah, join our exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Help us diversify the information because you guys deserve it. I'm not going to go over why you need my Patreon supply. I said that in the previous episode. You can, you can, you can play foolish if you want to and you'll find out how that, how that works out for you. I don't want to talk about our 300,000 followers. Um, not because they're not real, but because it's just, uh, it's not that much of an achievement as it is for me, or for, as it is for other people. Um, the currently 17 people that we have in our, in our live right now, these are the people that I would prefer to talk to because of the, these are the people that have followed me, uh, through the censorship, through all the hardships. They understand the podcast. They understand what we're doing. Uh, and these are the people that I would rather work with, not the 300,000 followers. You know, those are those are people from all different walks of life, people in the White House, people in Hollywood, people in Australia, people in the UK, people in Europe, you know, Asia, Russia. That's the world. But over here, this is a more distilled uh, and appreciative audience, which I appreciate. So thank you, guys. Oh, D-G-O-C, oh, Simi. Thank you for joining the web app. I'll be sure to put that in the description bar below because I really do. Uh, I, I, I want to do something with this audience. It's the easiest thing to say. So let me get into the, let me, let me get into this topic. Then I'll start pulling people on. If we have guests to join us, I'm not sure. It's a grab bag either way. Going, running up against the clock in the previous segment. Uh, I was getting frustrated trying to explain the mutation that Satanism has undergone and why I feel like it needs to be brought to people's attention. The spiritual atrophy that people just don't understand that's going on. The same way that we're just, the same way with COVID-19, they're getting us used to just mass death and crazy stuff in the background is the same way that they want to desensitize you to evil. They want you to like it. They want you to love it. They want you to crave it. They want you to tolerate it. Over the weekend, over the week, I don't think I have a, here, give me one second, gang. Over the weekend, I was hanging out with some people, and we were talking about Satanism, and for our audience, for our audio podcast listeners, I'll just describe you what those sounds are. I pulled up a, a target with a bunch of different holes in it, and um, I'm going to hang it up because I have a few. I'm not sure if I want to put them like out there on my front gate. This says we don't call cops or what, but yeah. Over the weekend, I was talking with some gentlemen about, uh, it was a very intellectual discussion about Satanism and Luciferianism and also Freemasonry. Now, I'm not, I'm not a Freemason. The people I weren't with were Freemasons, but we were talking about just that, again, the, 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 the satanic infiltration 
of organizations like Freemasonry, Luciferianism, and more, you know, and how in the Bible it talks about Jesus being the true morning star and how Lucifer, that's what it means, the morning star, how he is the counterfeit, how he is the imitation of Christ, right? How he is the antichrist. It was a very, very like intellectually deep conversation given the fact that we were just like all over, all over the place. And so as we talk about the original rebel, as we talk about the adversary, as we talk about the light bringer, it really kind of, it, it really kind of not crystallized, but it brought into focus what exactly we were discussing, what exactly we were trying to embody. I, I guess I just find like the not prophetic or the biblical eschatology, eschatological study of like, I don't, I find that whole understanding of Satan, God, Jesus, the world, all that, I find that so very interesting to contemplate. And so when we're having this discussion about Satanism and Luciferianism and how ultimately some people have chosen to embrace that, what we're really saying is that they're aware that there is a God, that there is a Jesus, that there is a devil, that there is like a mother earth that they have chosen consciously the adversary that they have consciously chosen to follow after Satan you see because when Satan fell or whenever Lucifer fell he became Satan he became the adversary Lucifer was his angel's name it was only after falling to the earth that he was Satan the adversary that he had been given the powers to cause the turmoil that we're seeing today so when I talk to you guys about the modern-day Satanism the mutation that it's undergoing and how it's just it, 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 it seems like somewhat everywhere. That's because when we when we look at it in a political context, and I'm not saying Marxism is Satanism made politics, but it's because they figured out how to how 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 to ideologically construct a pathway to evil. I hope that makes sense. Uh, with the destruction of the nuclear family, with the ridding of mom and dad right all this this weird stuff that you're seeing it doesn't make sense because it goes in direct opposition to that which is normal that which is normal is god even the adversity that we're facing is is, is god as well because it's god working through the devil but that's a different discussion for a different day what i'm trying to stick on right now is how we have gradually adopted these principles and these teachings of satanism and luciferianism and so much more i found out because of the story that this uh local news reporter was doing on us that I can't talk about witches, warlocks, pagans, and occultists because they are now a protected class. And by doing so, I'm actually getting myself in trouble by, 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 by speaking on occultism arising and by speaking on modern day Satanism, I'm actually creating, or I'm actually engaging in hate speech. It's very, very crazy how far, how far things have gone. But this is again, me trying to explain to you how we have become so woke that it's cool to hate God now. But see, who also hated God? We went over that in the previous segment. Cain, who also rebelled against God? Lucifer, do you see the trend that we're talking about here? Now I'm all for burning the system, F the system, burn it down, start over. But we've, got, we've gotten to a point now to where all we do, to where some people, all they do is resist to where they're becoming degenerative, to where they're regressing, they're not progressing. You have some people that say resistance is victory, resistance is existence, but to a degree, people are resisting to where they're degenerating now at an even faster rate. But this is again, 
part of that Satanism, part of that Luciferianism, openly engaging in that resist mentality because you know that there is a natural order to things and you are so hell-bent, pun intended, to go against the natural order of things that you're willing to destroy yourself in the effort to do so. That doesn't sound like somebody who's thinking with a full deck of cards, does it? It sounds again like somebody who was hell-bent to prove that they do not believe not only in God but in the natural order of things and that they alone will change them. If you understand the Luciferian mindset, then you're then you're kind of able to like reverse engineer a lot of the things that we're talking about. Let me let me put that on the shelf for a bit and I'll I'll come back to that. When talking earlier about like the mob mentality and demonic possession, I debated whether or not I had wanted to mention Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all this other stuff. Because you know, you'll got you you'll 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 have black followers that call me a race traitor or an Uncle Tom, or you'll have like white followers that are just like he's not explaining how they're Marxist and all this other stuff. That's not it. So I so I, I so I openly omitted those things to talk about the mob mentality. Let's talk about Nazi tactics, racial purity, eugenics, national socialism, right? When, when, when we were talking this weekend, some of the gentlemen I was with, we were talking about Satanism, Luciferianism, and so much more. I'm like a lay historian. I enjoy history. And we were talking about post-World War II, how we had defeated the Nazis, right? How they... That can be left up to debate because with Project Paper, with Project Paperclip, we inherited the scientists. Russia inherited the equipment. That's a completely different discussion. But I'm saying, 1940, roughly 50s, we finished the war. We say, you know, look at these people with 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 their racial with their racial ideologies, with this occultism, with this spiritism, with this mir- this, this this mystical aspect. You know, with, with them trying to export their ideology, we're like, look at this, this is terrible, this is evil, we've got to stop this. Fast forward to where we're at today, we are all, we are combating against this same system, the same Nazi-style system, just with a different day and age. I think a better thing of what I'm trying to say is, when you look at the numbers that are put on the Jews, right, the little number that they had on their arm, well, for us, that's going to be the social credit score system. Does that make sense? It's also talked about in the Bible that you will neither be able nor you will be you will neither be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark, without having something imprinted on your on your forehead or on your hand saying that you are a part of this system. So let's get back to 1940s with the Nazis and how they were trying to basically categorize, itemize, and digitize Jews. This is where we're at today with the social credit score system where they're instituting new things with COVID-1984, different things that you have to abide by to participate in society. So within what, 80 years, roughly 80 years, we have adopted the Nazi ideology. Does that that sound strange to you? Within 80 years, and this is how crazy it is because it's not Germans, it's not Nazis, it's the force that they represent, Um, IBM, all these other all, all these other companies that were there Bayer right they also helped the Nazis all these other companies that were still active during World War II are doing the very same thing today they are resurging trying to corporatize 
this this ideology that is ultimately anti-human. I don't think I'm explaining it the proper way. When you look at us going back into segregation, when you look at us going into like all this other racial nonsense, racial justice, social justice, I, I, I guess I don't really see it as, I don't see it as what they're prescribing it as. I see it as if anything, a computer manipulating data and stimuli to get different sex and different groups of people to interact and, 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 and to make, to be maintained. Does that, I hope that makes sense uh, in the replay. I hope that makes sense. But let me fast forward again, back to where we're at today, how 80 years after World War II, we have adopted the Nazi, the Nazi tactics, man. You know, you had, you, and, and it's just so crazy because you hear people call Trump a Nazi. You hear them say Trump supporters are Nazis, but they don't recognize how we're, how, how we're creating that very same pathway to make Trump or whoever inherits the presidency a dictator as well. I feel like that is so, it, it, it's just so mind boggling. You know, the fact that you have white knight virtue signalers thinking that they know what's best for people of color or minority organizations, that right there is just elitism and racism by another name in and of itself. The fact that people feel, like, here, let me, here's, here's, a, here's a better thing for you guys. I wanted to get this up in the previous segment. There was an article that popped up and it was just so telling of everything that we're talking about that, is, that it represents the insanity perfectly. Right here, it comes from Signs of the Time. Wealthy white New York College 20-something-year-old arrested among eight others for rioting and vandalism. So you got this 20-year-old girl, look at her. Look at her. She's holding, uh, she's holding a goat. Look at her. Some 20-year-old girl out there, radicalized, throwing her life away because it's what's cool. These are your Black Lives Matter supporters or your Black Lives Matter protesters and your Antifas. Wealthy white people out there trying to incite violence because they think, oh, well, black people don't understand how oppressed they are. I have to get out there and go fight for them. It's a very, very interesting psychology, all the stuff that's popping up. But again, think about this. Really, really think about this. This, 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 these tactics of just like segregation, of division, of racism, of manipulation, of coercion, of, of, of shame, of virtue signaling, of, of, of social justice, of all this stuff, and how this would literally turn people, uh, just that, into white knights, man, where they feel like they have to go be the saviors of everyone when they really don't care for anything. I'll do a better way of comparison, of having like a comparison from like our modern day thought process to, to the Nazis, because I think everybody can see it. You know, the fact that we have like a snitch culture, masked up snitch culture, man, it's just, it is, it is, it is, it is honestly frightening to see our country go down the crapper so fast and to see people actually enjoy it. You know, so, to, so I'll, I'll, I'll put a pin on that. I'll get into the Satanism and I'll start joining, or I'll start letting our guests join us. But I want to talk real quick on, again, the emasculation of the modern man, Satanism, Luciferianism, the original, the original rebel, and the coming destruction, man. I think that when you when you look at the scale of things, I think a lot of people were caught off guard by how fast everything transformed. So let me go ahead and get our first guest on, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll continue on from there.
Jo Joao, Joao Victor. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Salutations, my friend. Am I pronouncing your name right? It's João Victor. I'm João. calling from Brazil. Brazil. Wow. What are yeah. what's what's it like out there, my friend? And how are you? Um, fine, thanks. Things here are not very different from the United States. It's all very polarized between conservatives and progressives. Uh, our president is more aligned with conservatism, as well as Trump is in there. But, do, uh, your president yeah. is uh, Jair Bolsonaro, correct? Correct. How, how do people uh, react to him? I, I, the news over here, they, they say that the Brazilian people don't like him, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, that's not exactly true. The, the hegemonic culture really doesn't like him, but the, what we call here the silent majority, right? Okay. The people, the regular people that just live their lives, uh, they are very supportive of him. He, uh, there was a, a research uh, this past week that uh, showed that he would win the re-election in every scenario. So he has a very big um, uh, popular support. Now, some of the uh, some of the some of the footage I've seen coming out of Brazil is like intense, dude. I've seen like uh, what looked to be like gunfights in the middle of the streets where you have like where you have like not secret service or special forces, but dudes who were just like in full military garb having shootouts in the middle of the streets, going into certain certain businesses, like arresting and detaining people. Have you have you seen any of that footage or is that does that sound familiar? No, it doesn't. Um, there was um, this could happen in the favelas, as we yes. call it. Uh, Is it would but, that be would that be drug related, like him trying to go after the drug pushers and, and, and child traffickers and things like that? Yes, probably. Okay. But our Supreme Court during this quarantine uh, forbid this kind of of police action in the favelas. Yes. So they're not doing it anymore. And as a result, of course, the, the, the gangs are prospering, right? And, uh, and the fights between them, the different factions are growing. So once the quarantine goes, lifts up, it, the police will have a lot more work to try to repacify it again. I see. And where, where, uh, where do you stand on that? Because I'm just a, just an American citizen and just somebody that's like all for civilians having rights and not being terrorized by their government. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that the gangs being able to take over during the lockdown, do you think that's a good thing? No, I certainly don't. The, the population of the favelas, when there is a, like this weird uh, arrangement between them the the mm -hmm. traffic the, the gangs they provide certain um we could call it public services right ah, oh. off the grid yeah okay <laughs> um, but of course it's like um the the people who live there must pay a fee for the security and the services otherwise 
they would be terrorized by the by the the traffic dealers extortion. and they're extortion yes extortion. and they're very violent they for example if a gang member sees a daughter or a girl that they see, they they find cute they just take them and if the the father the boyfriend or the brothers try to stop them the other gang members will obviously go out and destroy that family so, so that girl will be raped so what 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 can civilians do in situations like that like are are your are your what can civilians do in situations like that are cops corrupt and crooked and do you see this type of thing coming to america as well the situation in the favelas is has a historical background because when uh slavery <clears throat> was abolished here um the the brazilian empire fell as well there was a coup d'etat so um the the plans of the of our emperor did not succeed he wanted to give uh small pieces of land for the freed slaves but the new republic didn't do it on the contrary they brought um um immigrants from europe white immigrants to uh replace the 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 slaves at the farms so those that black community moved to the favelas and the they created their own uh, ghettos you could say so it it has a, a centenary problem it's not easy to solve but um let's see i i would like to talk to you about globalism for a bit please do the platform is yours i'm sorry for all the questions thank you no it's all right um i've been i'm i'm an internationalist so i study international relations and this topic is very uh interesting to me and i believe there's a lot of of misunderstanding misconceptions about globalism people don't really get what they're trying to do uh they uh it's it gets a little blurred between what is the end goal and what is the mean for example we all know that they want total control but that's not the end goal it's the mean the end goal is global utopia so a world with without wars without disease without hunger uh a world in which the level of human suffering would uh be uh, dramatically reduced for the first time we do have the the material capacity to do it but the real question is should should we do it because that would make what we call a uh, a golden cage a place in which you have everything you need all the comfort but you do not have your freedom yeah so if you read a bit of niche you won't be tr uh, troubled recognizing that that is the total degeneration of the human spirit yes it was it was because no one can offer you your freedom your success 
or your future. And so when you have like a big brother style government that feels like it can try to supply you with everything, the same way that you have them trying to hand out free money, you're killing the incentive for somebody to go yeah. out and go get their success. And so when you have yeah. like a government that's based on that, people don't understand that adversity and that hardship that they're supposed to go through to choose a better standard to create that for tomorrow. Revolve, it was exactly the, our struggle against, our, against pain and suffering that brought us here, that Correct. made us run after progress and see. So um, you previously uh, uh, talked about the Antichrist and that's a funny topic, I think, because if the, the, the Antichrist, I believe, was born as a person, today would probably be a woman, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, you're, you can see the logic, not right? Wrong. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> but uh, I personally do not believe this. I've been reading a book about it. It's very good. It's this one. Uh, it's called The Open Conspiracy from H.G. Wells. Okay. And it was written in the 1930s. And it's basically the, the globalist manifest. Yes. But uh, I just wanted to show it. But back to the Antichrist, um, you, to achieve this global utopia, you need two things. The first is total control. A, a central power who is able to redirect the flows of capital, products, and people that has uh, the intellectual and cultural power to uh, dictate what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is lie or fake news, as we call it today. Um, a and world ruler. Yes, yeah, a world ruler. And of course, the power to for co uh, populational control. Yeah? Each place needs uh, more people, each place needs less people. The second thing is a system that can collect and analyze every data from all over the world and tell the, the, the central power, the global government, what they should do to achieve and maintain the utopia, a system a very powerful artificial intelligence. Okay. Just, to, just yeah. to interject real quick, you're talking about the technocracy, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and all of this. So please continue, the scientific dictatorship. Yes, the technocracy. And uh, that would be the mind behind this global utopia. So I believe it makes more sense that this AI would actually be the Antichrist. Yes. That would be the responsible for bringing the utopia and lowering the, the human suffering in the world. If I remember having a conversation with one of my exclusive members about how deceivers will murder believers, but those that have been deceived by the system will actually murder those that believe in Jesus Christ, that believe in fly out of here that believe and that believe in the bible and i say that because look at what we're talking about today look at the system that's being erected look at the delusion that people are going along with the delusion that they know is wrong but for some strange reason we're all still playing along 
Yeah. Fast forward this same type of delusional thinking to the end of Agenda 2030, to the end of Agenda 2050. Will we know what is real? If we're already dealing with the mishaps of fake news and misinformation, uh, we're not talking about uh, deep fakes and CGI and the advancement of technology to that point. But again, this is technology being at the, the, the center point of this all, accelerating this great deception. So when you're talking about the technocracy and the scientific dictatorship, people giving themselves over to, uh, to man's knowledge instead of spiritual knowledge, to a degree, I think this is what you're talking about. Um, I'll, I'll say this in passing to you. The other day I was looking at an article from Drudge Report feed and it was saying how robots could help improve the mental health uh, and combat loneliness of the elderly. And it just had this picture of this old dude sitting in a chair laughing his brains out. And I couldn't, <laughs> help, I couldn't help but think like, man, this is, this is, this is the classic image of your dad yelling at the TV. This yeah. is the classic image of you just yelling at the screen. The only thing that's different is that the screen has come to you. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yes, of course. And obviously, it does not combat loneliness. The, 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 the elder will still be alone, but they have uh, a new super cell phone to distract him. It's not a human connection. It's no. not, there's no energy in there. Humans are not, are not merely bodies. We have our energy. We can feel each other's energy and they interact. So this is a completely insane. Uh, it's the sort of thing that this Skynet would like. Well, that's exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the building of the matrix, the creation of Skynet. The fact that yeah. we're, the fact that we're, the fact that we're giving over our power to a system, demanding that that now empowered system use its power to do what we want. That's mm -hmm. deception. We need to retain our power and, and hold the system accountable instead of giving it over. Yes, we should assume responsibility, right? Correct. Uh, it, it reminds me of that part in the movie that Morpheus said, most people in the Matrix will actually fight to defend it. That's the, what we're dealing with right now. It's That's the, the, the The person that is watching uh, Neo running uh, turns into the agent. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was the mob mentality we were speaking about. Those they are, are actually defending their golden cage. Correct. These are, it sounds silly, but these are the Karens. These are the Kens. These are the people calling you, contacting, contact tracing you, mass shaming you, doing all this different type of stuff because they don't see how they've already been given over to the spirit of delusion. They don't see how they're calling for, not only for their enslavement, but for everybody else's enslavement as well. What we're talking about right here is liberation, true liberation, true self-liberation, how the truth will set you free, not manipulative coercion that's going to get you to, 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 to act a certain way. And that's mm -hmm. where we're at right now. But John, my friend, I definitely appreciate you dropping these gems. Uh, dropping these gems. Is there anything you wanted to leave the audience with? Yes. Um, there's something we need to be careful about from not losing hope. We cannot yes. uh, think that everything is already controlled by the system and every, uh, everyone is working with this open conspiracy uh, to enslave us. There's not, nothing we can do. 
we are not controlled by it anymore any any uh not yet and some people in power are not controlled by it yet it's not uh, uh omnipresent right they're still trying to uh implement it they are very ahead with their plans but we are now waking up yes we should work for the great awakening and try to prevent all this uh catastrophe to happen so um we must maintain our hope put our hopes on someone even if it's Donald Trump or Bolsonaro or uh, I don't know anything our own nationalism that will be the greatest uh, asset against a global government right yes i'm brazilian i'll defend my country i will not allow amazon to be internationalized and you're american you love and you will defend your country you will not let it uh sustain uh, a dic- global dictatorship so let's not lose our hope and we must try uh keep struggling against it informing and preparing i agree wholeheartedly john thank you for joining us my friend thank you for thank leaving you. these gems with us thank you i appreciate it join us whenever you finish the open conspiracy and let us know what you what you find out okay i'm halfway through the book it's very good good thank, thank you. you thank you for telling the audience about that bro stay safe out there thank you you too there he goes I'm a, I, I can't I can't close it Victor GCS 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 That was powerful very very powerful Thank you John for joining us very very insightful uh discussions there because you know speaking on globalism and speaking on a lot of these things you know one of the things that people don't talk about um is the USMCA the trade agreement that Trump got us out of or got us into post the Trans-Pacific Partnership the TPP how it uh, binds Canada, Mexico and America into a regional power what he was saying is entirely correct and I've been saying this in a weird way on the page then on the show that be as American as you can for as long as you can because you see them trying to take it We're talking about trumping in the technocracy for people that have been following us since 2017 we're at that point now uh i'm not sure if this is what qanon means by trust the plan or any of this type of stuff but you've got to think about how much ground we've been able to cover how much stuff has been brought to the surface and wow and how now we're seeing <laughs> that we're on the chopping block we're, we're we're seeing and i covered this a couple weeks ago with you guys qanon supporters getting in the office in Michigan, in Oregon and in other places. And the reason I say this is because we can't sit here and keep having these discussions on our own echo chambers. We're going to have to get to a point to where unfortunately or fortunately we begin to move people that have this thought process into the system. Just the other day Laura Loomer uh one what was it? Congress wanted to sit on Congress. And so that's what's going to have to happen. We people as John was saying it's not up to Bolsonaro it's not up to Trump it's up to us whether or not we want to protect these values whether whether or not we want to get out there whether or not we're willing to face the hardship i had somebody ask me the other day why are you always coming down on democrats 
I don't see you saying anything about the Republicans. The Republicans are incompetent as, too, as well. The fact that they're not obstructing this or doing anything to stop this means that they're complicit. Silence is compliance as far as I'm concerned, right? Because they're not doing anything to stop this. What's going to happen is you're going to have a whole new changing of the guard. You're going to have people pulled out of their office or deposed, and then you're going to have individuals like myself or even more radical individuals getting into office, dialing this stuff back, because you have people like myself doing this type of work. When I tell you that we have individuals from the White House that listen, from the White House to Hollywood to people, to people in Brazil, to people all over the world, it's because they see what's happening. They have the same news feed, but they can't get the information. They see how we're compiling these things. Very, very interesting. Amanda Rose Red says, Republicrats and Demopublicans should try Republicrips and Demobloods or Democrips and Republicans. Yeah, try that one. What's happening right now is we're seeing, we're, we're, we're seeing such a shift on the, on the global scale and it's happening so fast. That's why you see these whole new isms and these schisms being introduced. Communism, socialism, fascism, you know, all these different things, which are eventually going to be vertically, vertically, vertically integrated into the technocracy and into the scientific dictatorship, which is exactly like he said. But he's right. We can't lose hope. You know, the fact that all these things are happening is a part of the Great Awakening. And it's also part of the even greater deception. But if we don't stay down this path, trying to carve out, carve out the future, explaining these things as they go along, we're going to be caught up in the wayside. And unfortunately, I feel like that's where a lot of people are. Uh, we lose ourselves feeling as if we need to run out there into the streets, throw ourselves away for a couple of hours, for a couple of likes for everybody else. That's not the case. We need to have a sustainable mindset and have that marathon approach towards things. I went over this just last week, I think, with you guys. I might, I don't think I have it here in front of me, but it was, it was, it was coming up with approachable methods, measurable goals, really looking at what people are afflicted by, right? People want to be able to go to school. They don't want to have to send their kids to these indoctrination centers, but they also want to be able to have, let their children have the classic American school experience. That's being thrown out the window. Are people going to fight for that? Or are we just going to have an entire generation that's going to have brain chips uploaded in that are in, into their brain? A couple of weeks ago, uh, an exclusive member asked me about the mark of the beast, saying, do you think we'll have to take it? I think, I, I, I think the better way to respond to that is like what Benjamin Franklin said. Was it Benjamin Franklin? I think it was Franklin. He said, we have a republic for as long as we're willing to keep it. You will be human for as long as you're willing to keep it. You will have God, you will have Christ, you will have these things for as long as you're willing to fight for them and as long as you're willing to keep them. But very few people are willing to keep them. Very few, very few people are willing to fight for them. They'll be manipulated. They'll ignore their gods, they'll ignore their roots, they'll ignore their foundation because they don't know. So very, very powerful uh, conversation from John. Thank you for joining us. I hope he definitely joins us again to talk about the open conspiracy. Let's go ahead and get uh, our next guest joining us. It doesn't, it shows me everybody that's live, like in the thing, in the chat, but it doesn't show me who sent a request. And I don't want to just go out of nowhere and pick somebody uh, and catch them off guard. So if you guys want to join, you can do so right now. Uh, just hit that little 
hit them two smiley faces together and you can get yourself up in here. And while we get that together, I want to point out real quick that, uh, you know, we, I've, I've been in this, in this house now for almost two years. We have been doing Instagram live like this for almost three years and it's only intensified, you know, with the content that we cover, it's intensified the, the, you know, uh, our guest John says uh, his is his, uh, his other pages in Portuguese. That's okay, John. I think you did a great job explaining everything here. Uh, but we've been doing this for a couple of years now, and look at how it's intensified uh, with just this year alone. Because we've had a lot of very diverse guests on the show, we've turned the audience into the guests. We've turned you guys, the people who are listening to this, trying to figure out what's happening, asking these deeper questions, we've turned you guys into the audience. And I feel like that's a very important and powerful thing. Hit, hit, hit the two circles right there. I'm not gonna say your name, nice, uh, nice bro, but hit those two circles right there. And the reason why I wanna kinda give you guys a shout out as people are cycling through trying to figure out whether or not they're gonna join is because whether or not you're listening actively, whether or not you're listening to the archive or whether or not you're watching this on YouTube, doesn't matter. You are a part of the freedom faction. You are a part of the factions of freedom. You are a part of this movement, this idea, this project. You're a part of this thing that we're doing to get the word out. When I say we diversify the message because, or we diversify the information because you guys deserve it, you're a part of that diversification process. You have thoughts that I don't have. You have perspectives that I can't reach. Nice bro, hit these two circles right here. It's two little smile faces and just tap it. Say go live and you'll be able to join. While that person figures it out, I'll let you, I'll, I'll, I'll briefly talk to you guys about that dream I had. I should have let in with this segment about. Um, but I woke up, I woke up this morning like, I woke up this morning literally like having dreams about being in like a, an anime all girls boarding school where I was like the PE coach or some kind of teacher. I kid you not. That was my morning. My girlfriend's like, I got, do I have to watch, do I have to worry about you? Are you a pedophile? It's like, no, you're not hearing me. I'm trying to talk to you about how I'm trying to explain these values that I have, these, this thing that we're doing to the next generation. Now, I don't know if that's my mind coming up with this construct because a lot of the people I'm talking to are like, they're younger than me, man. Like they're like 15. They're like, they're, they're like, they're like, like 12, bro. They're like, they're like super young. They're like kids. Um, and some of them are effeminate. Some of them are emasculated. Some of them are scared. Some of them have no idea what is going on. And so in this dream, you know, I'm just getting this image of these girls running up and down the hill fighting know, carrying on acting stupid and we got class and I'm having to lecture these kids. And so when I'm explaining the dream to my, to my girlfriend, you know, I'm telling her that it's not about, it's not about the actual people. It's not about who was ever in the actual dream. It's about what the dream was trying to convey to me. That I'm a teacher and I'm in some kind of position where people listen and I need to take that serious. That I'm able to help people with issues that they're having in their own life and that we need to take that serious, especially with everything that's going on today. 
I don't mean to impress upon you guys like my religion or my spirituality or my faith or anything that's that's important to me, but this is a part of my journey. It's a part of my growth. And I share these pieces of wisdom with you to help you go through your own hardships or go through your own adversity so that you can fix it. Like that's why people that have seen me deal with my 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 grandmother's cancer, my father's cancer, my grandfather's death, my aunt's death, multiple deaths, all kinds of stuff. It's all it's all in the archive. It's all in the logs. And I have no need to sit up over here and try to put on a front for you guys because I'll shoot you straight. Back to the dream. I don't know if it's because like I'm wanting to be a father. I don't know if it's because like I generally worry about what's happening to the kids or like where we're at right now. I don't know what's happening. But something something is taking place to where people are ready to hear the truth, which is the important part. Something's happening to where the people like myself and the audience members that, like yourself who are listening, we've created a system that has withstood censorship, content deletion, misinformation, fake news, and so many other things. And now we have an audience ready and willing and listening to what's going on. So when you guys get up here and talk about wherever you're coming from, you don't understand how much this helps people. You don't understand that sometimes I'll get messages from, say, a mother who says that, oh, you don't know how, how, you don't know how many times you prove my point right when I fight with my husband. You don't know how many times I've had to, you don't, you, you, you've saved, like there's, you've saved our life, you've helped my baby's life. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't just pass over these things. But this community that we've created where we address these real central issues has helped a lot of people out. And, and I think what I'm trying to say is I'm having like a dream about me realizing how it's not even my generation and the previous generation before me, but now the next generation that we have to save. The next generation of people who are gonna grow up without truth, who are gonna grow up apathetic, who won't give a sh about nothing, bro. They're being told, oh, the world's gonna end in 12 years. Oh, you know, the world is dead, kill yourself. Hate white people, you know, murder, murder, murder. You're, 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 it terrifies me. It legit does. So we are in a position to where we're able to help these people not go along with this, this, this suicide, suicide spirit, not destroy themselves. And I don't know if that's what the dream was telling me. I don't know if the dream was telling me I'm going to have a girl. I don't know if, the, if I was just having like a, a silly anime dream because I'm watching too many cartoons and drawing too much. I don't know. But that's what I pulled from it. And this was the dream that I had today when I asked you, the audience, about what dreams and precognitive visions are you having? yesterday this is me trying to bring this stuff to your attention that you need to pay closer attention not only to yourself but 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 to the cosmic convergence of events that are taking place that allows for you to grab deeper insight in what's actually going on you have got to care i know it's easy you figured it out bro good job bro i'll add you in a second i know it's not going to be easy but it's also not going to be worth it living a lie. This is what we talked about with Dylan off the wall uh, just the other week. But before I get into that, let me go ahead and get this guest who finally figured out how to join us. Yo, what's up, Freedom? What up, bro? Hey, hold on one second. I'm not working right now, bro. You're fine. I'm not going to say your middle name, dude. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm not going to say your hey, middle so name. But... <laughs> no worries, bro. Hey, so uh, I was trying to talk to you about the sun cycle, man, how it's starting to change. Break it down for it's me. The, what's going on? 
it's the beginning of a 10 year heating cycle after we just got done with an 11 or a 10 or 11 year cooling cycle. So yeah, I just want to inform you on that, bro. So no, please continue. Is this so like the heating cycle is uh, it's going to fill in plan with what you're talking about with the whole uh, European sustainable development project to push an agenda towards an eco-friendly bias. If that's the right word I'm looking for. Agenda 2030, where they have us be more focused on the environment, our consumption versus our production. Greenhouse gas yes. emissions and carbon footprint stuff. stuff. Yes, but they're going to use a natural, a natural phenomenon to cover that up. Correct. Yes, so I just... Maybe, maybe you can help clarify this for me. Some people have been What's wanting up? me to talk about the grand solar minimum or the grand solar flash that's supposed to occur on uh, December 21st. Are you familiar with that? You know, I, I've heard a little bit about that. I'm not too familiar on it, but uh, I'm, I'm still doing research at the, not at the moment, but uh, as I'm going. Okay. But I, I was also the gentleman who sent you some of the links on the Bohemian Grove on your website. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, doing some deep research into that. And uh, if you want to contact me, I can send you some of the information that I've been taking notes on. Please do, because I know what they, they I, I might have missed it. But yes. it was the cremation of care. I know they recently had like some public event, and I didn't cover it, but they, they, they publicly talked about the cremation of care event, and I just thought it was crazy that they're beginning to externalize uh, externalize these, these private rituals. So uh, very, very interesting. It is. Uh, I, I've been listening to your podcast very, very uh, recently, and I've been taking on a lot more information, doing my own research. And uh, what, what you are saying is 100% true, man. People don't seem to get that they're all saying it's fake news. I don't think people can. I, 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 there's a certain level of cognitive dissonance that's associated with what you do, bro. I don't think it people is. know what to do, nor do they know how to care. Does that make sense? Yeah, like uh, I was speaking with, uh, there was an incident, a kid got stabbed in the neck over by where I live. And I was standing there, this woman just. It uh, froze for a second there. You were talking about somebody oh. being stabbed in the neck? Yeah, a gentleman was stabbed in the neck and died. And there was a woman next to me who said, this isn't the real world. And if you think this is the real world, you're sick. So people are delusional. They're giving in. No, dude. And I, I feel like that's part of the problem. When you start interjecting this holographic universe and, oh, this isn't the real universe. There's multiple universes. There's multiple dimensions. You're not real. When you, be, when you add that whole element into everything that's going on, you're dealing with sick and delusional people who are not based in reality, who think nothing matters, who thinks this is a video. Have you heard? Because, you know, look, the head. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm getting in mean to interrupt you. It kind of cut out. Uh, did, you hear about Cali did you hear about California sub bill 145? It's a... Uh, it's about a, it's a 10 year gap. If you want, if you have sex with a minor, oral or anal, it's a 10 year gap between you. Sub bill 145, California. Sub bill 145. Yes. Okay. And there's also a bill, I don't remember, but they made it illegal or not illegal to not inform someone if you have AIDS or HIV during sex. I did hear about that. So you got a whole bunch of people over here in California well, I, I forget like what it's called, not glitter bugs, 
but it's like a poisonous bugs. Like it, it, there's a specific term for those type of people who are infected with AIDS going around purposely infecting other people with AIDS. It's but, disgusting, man. I think is like what it is. It is. I've heard of, I know that there's people who collect STDs. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a horrible way. My, my earbuds are about to die, my man. Uh, I'm going to still listen to your stream, but uh, I got to get going. You're all good, Playboy. Thank you for joining right. us. Be safe out there. Hey, you too, bro. Have a good one. There he goes. Can't. The ex didn't show up here for me. Uh, but yeah, I love when people call in with uh, more information because it really helps diversify stuff. You know, speaking on what, I'm not going to say what his full name was. I'm going to just say nice space, bro. It's a very, very interesting name. But speaking on what he was talking about there, you know, the, the fact that in California, you can have people that have AIDS and HIV purposely going around like infecting people. Like that is sick. It's it's sick. It truly is sick. Um, it's 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 spiritual vampirism. STDs, sexually transmitted demons. If 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 you want the truth, uh, it's somebody saying, you know what, I'm screwed. I'm failed. I've I've messed up. So I'm going to go up and go mess up your life. Uh, to a degree, is kind of how I see a lot of these protests and all this other destabilization taking place. You know, they've 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 destroyed their lives. So what else is there left for them to do? besides destroy yours and destroy the world. It's a very, very destructive and evil mindset. The timer just popped down. Shucks, were we only able to get two two people? My bad, guys. Um, wow. Oh, what was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? We can't lose hope. We, we, we can't lose hope. The real guns just said that also Callie passed a weird sex kids, a weird law on sex with kids. Yeah, now you can have legal sex with children that are willing. Like, it's, it's, it is crazy. Uh, it truly is crazy. So we've got roughly about a minute and 20 seconds left with the time uh, that we've got with you guys. And I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. I'm sorry that we weren't able to get more people to join us um, in this live. Maybe if I would have shut up, I would have been able to. But this is what we do. Like I said, we've been doing the lives for almost three years now, and look at what we've transformed into. Look at the growth that we've been able to accomplish. Um, instead of people waiting once a week for a podcast episode, we're able to have a much more in-depth relationship going over these controversial topics and really hitting them the way that they need to be. Uh, but however, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and guys. I wanna say thank you very much for joining us in this edition. It is always a pleasure to be here before you guys, coronavirus free, I might add, without all the nonsense, you know. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. If you want to support us, join our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive member page. Join our web app. Join our discord. Join the faction. Join the revolution. Join the work. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I'll be here again with you guys next week, coronavirus free. Stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.